0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire Episode 197. Today is Friday, March 17th, 2023. Happy St. Patty's Day. I'm wearing green. Green, green is not really my color, but we're doing like a, you know, kind of an olive E kind of green. Works better with my skin tone, and you can thank my wife for that. She's like, "Wear this color; it looks good on you." Because usually, I'm like black, blue—you <laughs> know, really just basic colors. Um, Also, I, I, you know, every year for St. Patrick's Day, we do something like we'll get corned beef, or we'll get uh, bangers, and we'll do bangers and mash and cabbage. And I realized this year we were we were talking, we're like, we didn't do anything. And I, here's something about me, you guys. I love corned beef. Like I could eat it forever. And I just, it's one of those things you eat it and you just can't get enough. Um, So uh, it's, I'm kind of a little bummed, but there's always next year. So, or the leftovers at the store, you know, they're like, Hey, please buy our corned beef because it's going to go out, Uh, buy it for $2. Uh, So maybe I'll get one of those. I'll get, uh, I'll, I'll be fortunate and get one of those, but we'll see. So if you're listening on Spotify, and you are not following us yet, go ahead and follow us pretty please, That'll really help us out. Uh, also on Wednesday, March 22nd. So that's next. If you're listening to this in like real time, it's next Wednesday. But Wednesday, March 22nd is our 200th episode. 200 episodes of Elijah Fire, not including the teaching series. Um, it's actually more if you include the teaching series. Uh, we long passed our episode 200, I think. Uh, if you include the teaching series but we yeah those are not numbered episodes that is on march 22nd which we're going to be doing something a little extra different special um uh andrea hobart is going to be hosting and she's going to be interviewing me uh so that'll be interesting uh so she's going to have her own questions illumination is creating her own questions And then if you go onto our Facebook page, our Instagram page, or you navigate over to the community tab on our YouTube channel, Elijah Fire, you will see a post. Um, It's like a square picture and it says, 200th episode, submit your questions below. You can put in the comments section, your questions. You can ask me anything you want. Um, It can be serious, it can be funny. uh, It can be something really random. uh, Like you're like, Jeff, I gotta know what was your first car? And I'm like, okay, you want to know that? Cool. <laughs> um, how old were you when you learned how to change a tire? Um, you know, you can ask me whatever you want. Um, you guys should know by now that I'm a pretty open book. I'm pretty transparent uh, both on my successes and my failures or um, perceived failures um, as I've been in my pursuit with of the Lord. And um, I'm very, Uh, adamant and actually God was very adamant with me to be transparent in that way um, from very early on in my walk uh, because I think people need to know, Hey, it's okay. Like you tripped, get up, keep going. Um, I think it's really important to share those failures just as much as those successes and um, trials too. You know, I say a lot on the show that the dis. we, we, we focus a lot on the breakthrough. We focus a lot on like, Oh, this is the thing. God, God is calling me to and we we look at that and we measure everything against that and it's easy to fall into a trap of like oh that's you know I failed because it doesn't look like the thing God showed me but the distance between point A and point B point A is where you were when God gave you that revelation uh or that vision or that prophetic word or whatever it is and point B is that breakthrough right um the distance between those are what prepare you for that point B and so it's really important for people to kind of shift their mindset. So that's why I like to talk a lot about um, just the areas that I tripped up in and what God did in the midst of that, because it's awesome and he's doing that in all of our lives. So um, also there is uh imposters in the chat. Uh, there is uh there's some uh, gremlins in the system or, you know, I guess you could say um, there are people that are posing as Elijah fire and are telling people, Hey, daughter of God, son of God. If you donate toward orphanage, you will get extra blessings and all of that. Guys, we do not communicate, we don't talk like that, first of all. Uh, I say a lot of dudes and stuff like that. Um, But also, we would never write you personally and say, hey, you person, donate to this fringe thing, give us your credit card information and we shall donate in your, your honor and you will get blessings. Anything we promote we promote on the show and we're very upfront, very open with it and we always put links to whatever we're talking about if we want you to click on a link, um, you know donations, things like that. Uh, the only place that you know you can donate uh, is Elijahfire.com slash donate and then that uh, goes towards this, but then it also goes toward our water well efforts over in Uganda as well. So that is I just want to say that don't take the bait um, if you're like, whoa, But this one seemed like you guys, like we don't write people individually in the chat um, or DM people privately and say, hey, you donate to this. We don't do that. So I just wanted to say that bring it up intermittently because we could get there, go there and we could squash, but more will pop up. So it's just going to happen. So um, I think that's all. I'm I'm really looking forward to today's episode to introduce you guys to someone new. That's always exciting. We like meeting new people. Um, my guest today, she's a minister. She's a prophetic voice. She's the host of Highway of Holiness, the Highway of Holiness podcast, and she's also the founder of Hope Oregon. Let's give it up for my guest today, Audrey Frable. Hey, hey! welcome to the <laughs> Joe Audrey.
2: Yay. So excited to be with all of you. Man, you, this is so fun. I feel like yeah. I'm really on like a real show. I'm like, Aww. I'm sitting here thinking, is this like what it's like when you're backstage at like Ellen DeGeneres or it's Oprah? Exactly or...
1: like that. Yes.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've done a great job. It's really oh, fun though. You. Just all the features and your thank um, you. media and design, all of it. Yeah. It's fun. I have a
1: great team, great team of people. And we like to uh, we like to put our heads together and come up with fun, fun ideas. So, awesome. yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you're like wowed, I guess, because it's that, I, am like, wowed. I can't take all the credit. I definitely. <laughs> can't. Um, OK, so you're obviously a new face for a lot of people. Um, why don't you uh, tell people a little bit about yourself and then we'll jump into some of the stuff that God has put in your heart to share?
2: Okay, awesome. Yes, well, like you said Jeff, um I am a licensed minister. I am if I was to sum up kind of my gifting's more than anything, I am a prof- probably a prophetic voice, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more of an emerging prophetic voice right now. And um I have built several ministries inside of the church. I love ministering to women. That's probably awesome one of my favorites. Um, So I I was the women's ministry director for a season. Um, My husband and I do a lot of also marriage ministry. So we led, yeah, we led a marriage ministry for a while as well. Um, Currently, we are leading a couple different small groups. And one of them is with youth because we have teens now we're in a season where two of our olders are in the right smack dab in the middle of their teens and so we've invited a bunch of them over and i mean hello god is totally moving in the z's so yeah Yeah, that's really fun it's new for me to kind of move into more of that role with the z's but god didn't say just uh pastor one generation did he (laughs) Mm, he did not (laughs) so so, um, that's currently what I'm doing. Like you said, I do have a podcast named highway of holiness and you can find it on iTunes. I think it's on some other platforms as well, but I know for sure it is on iTunes.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's so, on Spotify as well. I think we've got a link in the description. Okay. Anytime anybody has a podcast, we always try to link it if it's on Spotify. Cause that's a link people can click and it'll take them to a website, you know? So awesome. yeah, I do know it's also on Spotify. So
2: perfect that's awesome um i have such a heart and a passion for the west coast seeing the west coast start on fire and i'm so um I'm so ready for this year for God to move on the West coast this year. Come I think on. we're already beginning to see that, yeah. but and that's you're in Oregon
1: of, as well, right? Yes, I yeah. am in Oregon. Yep. Yeah.
2: I I'm in Oregon. I was born and lived in California until I was about 12 years old. So okay. my roots are kind of down there. So I really have a heart for California as well, but also Oregon. Mm. And um, that's kind of what hope Oregon is about. Kind of a evangelic evangelistic initiative to go out and, bring in the harvest. And um, it's kind of still in the beginning stages. We haven't done a ton with it, but I really would love to see it grow and go out and uh, bring, bring in the harvest.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. My wife and I lived, we've lived on every single state in the West coast. So I was born and raised in Oregon. She was born in everett washington then moved down to california and lived down in lake arrowhead for a while and then moved back up to washington and then she was in missions and ywam and then she went back down to los angeles and lived there we met in oregon i moved down there we lived down (laughs) we lived we then we moved back up to washington like all these places so awesome we definitely have a heart for the west coast as well and
2: that's awesome
1: i don't like I don't know about you, but I don't really like the, when people are like, Oh, the left coast, you know, and it's like this, like almost, it's like this dig. And I'm like, there are yeah. so many godly men and women that live here that are mm-hmm. contending that are waging yeah. war. Yeah. And, um, you, know, regardless of what people say, you know, it doesn't change my yeah. marching orders or your marching orders. But, uh, I know there's a lot of really good people here on the, on the, Left coast, you know, and amen. Yeah, so many good people that are, you know, doing the Lord's work. So,
2: amen. Amen. Yeah. We're gonna see revival here. I so believe it. Yeah. God wants to move, and I think He's beginning to. So,
1: yeah, amen. Yeah, amen. Yeah. So, you mentioned backstage, you had a little bit of a, um, kind of an interesting conversion experience would you mind giving us the abridged version and maybe some other time we can go into greater detail but yeah.
2: <laughs> yes yes um it was 2009 uh just before the recession the recession was kind of beginning and i mean like i said in short my husband and i i had lost my job we were on just the brinks of divorce i mean hanging by a thread and we had just had my second our second baby and so we had a 3 year old and an infant and it was the start of a new year, 2009. And so I remember thinking, God, I just, well, I wasn't yet there with God, but I was thinking I've got to get my life back together. I am a mess. And so I was very desperate and just feeling the weight of the world on my shoulders as a new mom. I think I was in my mid twenties and we were living at my parents' house. We lost our house as well. Mm. Just a lot, a lot of losses, Yeah, which can be a great opportunity. I mean, that's when God comes in like a flood a lot of times. And so uh, we were living with my parents and they live on 22 acres out in the middle of the country. And I remember the day, actually, I I told my I asked my dad, I said, can you just watch the kids for a minute? Like, I just need to go for a walk, a walk down into the field. And they they live down on a river, walk to the river, walk back, just try to get my head straight. And it was only like in a moment. It seemed like my life just changed in about 60 seconds. I began to cry out to God out loud, like I probably never had before ever up into that point in my wow. life.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
2: I, I'm walking up just before I get to a hill. And it was like uh, somebody literally hit me in the back of my knees, fell fell to the ground <laughs> <laughs> and just began to cry out to God, like, God, uh, right. if I will give you everything. I'll give you anything you ask if you will just get me out of this mess. I, w- I was so desperate, most desperate place I've ever been. And ever since that moment, my life has never been the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And ri- right away, uh, this was the most transformational piece, I think, as I've looked back, is that I don't remember ever really hearing his voice or uh, recognizing his voice except for that day. And right away, he said, I-, I want you to go back to that church. I said, you know, what do I do? And he was like, I want you to go back to that church. There was a church that I had visited a few times. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so that was, that was the beginning. So there's many, many more details after that, but I started going to this church that I'm still at today and, um, started praying. My husband didn't want to go to church. He was like, I don't even know if there really is a God. He, so for the first, probably nine, 10, 11 ish months, it was just me going by myself with the three-year-old and the car seat that, that carrier, you know, it's a lot mm-hmm. for a single mom. Yeah. I felt, I felt like a single mom. Sure, absolutely. Um, You know, there's a lot of single moms out there right now going through this. And Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully you're receiving hope as I'm as I'm sharing this. But all of that to say, I had almost a good majority of the church just loved on me, welcomed me, began to pray with me for my husband. Um, The associate pastor at the time was she was around my age, close to my age. And she was like, anoint his pillow with oil (laughs) and just began to pray over him, which I never heard of. All this was new to me. Yeah. All of it. It was like, I was just like, I was a baby. I mean, I went to a Christian school when I was younger, but that was the, the bulk of it. So you had life. kind of
1: like kind of a Christian background, but you it, was, it wasn't it was until that moment where you can actually mark and say, that was when I became a Christian, was when it, you were in complete desperation and the Lord showed up.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah there were different places where I like went to church camp sure. or went to a church of Christ, but never yeah. really like found him, like I found him that day in that field and yeah. heard his voice.
1: Wow. So you actually heard his audible voice or was it just like the, like the still small voice?
2: I would say it was a still small voice. Yeah. But yeah. it was
1: like, it's funny. Cause it's like, even in the midst of that, like still small voice, sometimes it's like, it. it's almost like it's audible. It's so like, you know, yes. Yes. Um,
2: Especially then when I, I couldn't, you know, remember or recall any other time where I heard his voice. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It was very di-
2: you know, it was very directive. Absolutely. And um, yeah, so my husband was saved like about a year after that. Wow. and radically saved. I mean, and we came into, uh, almost like a pet. They're not, we don't say we're Pentecostal, but we're kind of Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. And so he came, he got saved speaking in tongues right away. I was speaking wow. in tongues. I mean, we are just dipped in baptized in the Holy spirit. Yeah. Come
1: on. <laughs> well, so it's interesting that you said something because there was someone, um, cause I know that I know there's some women, uh, cause I've talked to some of them, uh, who are in a situation where they feel like there is an unequally yoked aspect to their marriage where, um, where their husband isn't engaging uh, on a spiritual level with them, with the Lord. And, um, and you said something that someone else, we had a, an awesome woman named Julie Lopez on the show. And she was talking about a similar situation where she had gotten saved she was spirit filled. Her husband was not. And so she's like, I started anointing his pillow with oil, all that. And (laughs) and so I just wanted to hit that one more time just in case people forgot, because you said the exact same thing and you saw the fruit of it. Um, you know, and I often quote James where it says, come near to him and he will come near to you, which is our promise. Right. So you, you stood in faith that God was going to show up in your marriage. Um, And i just because my wife and i are really 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 passionate about marriages and it's funny because we did Mm -hmm. an episode a valentine's day episode where the two of us were on together and we just had like all these things and we didn't we just scratched the surface on our notes we had so many notes and we're like wow we really care about this because we've been married for 12 almost 12 years now you know and um we've seen a lot of fruit as a result of because there's look we all come into marriage from different angles right so my wife and I set a, a foundation. It was a bit like trial by fire, but we set a foundation before marriage. And then we entered into marriage and God gave us really valuable keys to be able to um, carry out a healthy marriage from the beginning. But not everybody has that, but that doesn't mean that God can't redeem your marriage. Yeah. And then yeah. You, you're a living testimony that you and your husband are living testimony of that. So I'm very yeah. passionate about the topic of marriage and i think it's increasing as i mean growing and getting older yes. i'm like wow yeah. we should do something with this like we should <laughs> you know <laughs> yes yeah
2: it's it's oh my gosh i'm passionate about it as well yeah. and um it really is probably where the most kind of gold is in my story and my journey mm. um because here's the thing it, you know as you were sharing this is what i was thinking When our marriages are blessed, when our marriages are in alignment and God is at the center of our marriages, it changes everything. It pours out onto our parenting, it pours out into our workplace, our jobs, our businesses, our ministries, everything. And so it's just so, so important. And a lot of times we don't realize that until we do step into a season of breakthrough in our marriage mm. or a season of blessing. And we're and you you begin to eat of the fruit and go, wow, this is what's available, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, yeah. it's just there's such a blessing in it and, and a favor and a grace. And, it you know, it's not fun to live in uh, turmoil and in division. And right. um, it's hard. Yeah. and and like you had said uh, the unequally yoked Marriage that is really challenging. And so I I know the journey. I don't, I totally know the journey. Mm-hmm. And um, after my husband got saved, I had an expectation that everything was just gonna be, you know, roses and here <laughs> we go, and it was done. Everything's fixed. We're perfect now. We got this. Yeah. Is the magic, you yeah, just the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like a magic wand. And yeah. that wasn't the case. Uh-huh. Um, we had hard times and we went through a lot of seasons of hardship. and um lots and lots of counseling so if there was Mm -hmm. one big thing for marriages um you know unequally yoked or yoked we have invested a lot into our marriage in the area of counseling uh both um some even kind of non-christian counseling because you can (laughs) get stuff out of that but you can get you can get great things and equally good also, or
0: even better good from a Christian yeah. counselor as well. What
1: well, I'm very pro counseling just in general.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner. Visit Elijah slash give.
1: Cause I, I've even as a Christian have reaped the fruits of like talking to somebody and, and especially a, a, a um, impartial third party you know yeah like it really helps because you can go to friends yeah absolutely but sometimes there's always this like you know there could be a tendency to favor one side or the other maybe the your friend they were your friend before you got married or whatever you know um so i'm I, i just think i'm very pro that i think sometimes there's a lot of um there's a lot of like, well, you know, but like those who are set free are free indeed. And I'm like, yes, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes, But yes. sometimes we need help. Like yes. we're not meant to, we're not meant to go this road alone. Right. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, And
2: dig, you know, counseling, you, you begin to dig into those deeper areas and get mm. to those root systems. Yeah. Why, why I think this way, why I perceive my spouse this way or triggers trauma, all yeah. the stuff. Uh huh. Um, it it's so needed and necessary, especially if I mean, my husband and I, neither of us grew up in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have mo- good Christian models of a mom and a dad and mm-hmm. a wife and a husband, no mm-hmm. grid, no grid. So it was learning in the word, um, you know, connecting with some other couples and pastors that kind of took us underneath their wing and then it was still like, well, we, we got to get counseling individual and couples and, um, we've invested a lot, but we've seen the fruit. There's no greater investment than investing into your marriage. I so yeah, believe that. Come
1: on. Amen. Amen. And I, you know, honestly, when you've got that like, uh, united front with you and your spouse, man, it's like, when you get locked in, it's like, you know, when you need, you're going through something rough and you need someone to talk to and you're like, I just did like rather than taking the whole lone like, guys tend to like, if, if they're not kept in check, they'll do the whole lone wolf thing. Uh,
2: yeah. and, yeah. <laughs> and True.
1: actually being able to get it off your chest and have someone that's bearing that burden with you, man, yeah, like it's, there's nothing like it, honestly. And it's, for me, it's like, it goes deeper than just like calling up a buddy and getting something off my chest. I still do that yeah. from time to time, but, but, um, Having my wife there and we're united front and we address things together, whatever yes. we're going through, yes. man, like, Yes. yeah. So everybody yeah. who is standing in faith, anoint your spouse's pillow yes. with oil. <laughs>
2: yes, yes. And um, women, you know, those who are in this place of unequally yoked marriages, maybe your husband won't come to church. Maybe he won't pray with you. Um, maybe there's just, you know, a lot of, a lot of division. If there's not abuse, I mean, when there's abuse, that's a whole nother can of worms of that I'm yeah, not going to cover, but definitely reach out if there's abuse. But yes. if there is just mainly a, a, a difference in, you know, your your belief systems in God, don't let it be, a, a, try to get strategy from God. What, what Where can you find common ground? Where What hmm. is he willing to do? Yep. And be grateful for what he is willing to do, and just take the little bit as a time. So if he's if he's willing to come to the table and have dinner as a family, like yay, God, praise <laughs> the Lord for the little things. Yeah, and um, just continue to work in that manner. The biggest thing for me, I I just sat on First Peter. I think it's First Peter three. I can't remember exactly where it's at, but that was my anthem of you know basically as the unbelieving for wives with an unbelieving husband Uh let your basically let your heart and your actions speak louder than your words begin to love and respect him so that he begins to see jesus in you and wants what you have yeah and so that's kind of that's kind of where i begin to land or and stay and i would say camp out get in the prayer room i mean some of ladies probably have said well i've heard all of this Um, But God is faithful. He is faithful. I've seen Mm. God move in my husband and my family more than any other area. And he can do the things that we cannot do. Um, Mm -hmm. I think also just, yeah, walking in humility, walking in humility, owning when I begin to own my stuff and uh, take down the place of where he may be, be viewing me as, you know, the one who has it all together, the righteous one, the, whatever, if there is that. Or you might of, be, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I had to come down to, okay, yeah. I've got to really get low and yeah. humble myself and mm-hmm. show him that, Hey, I see, I have messes too. I see. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I see. I missed it. I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have done that. And that began to open up the door of his heart and break yeah. down walls.
1: hmm Yeah. I love that. Well, okay. uh, We obviously could talk about this for a long
2: time. I (laughs) know. Totally. That's
1: good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But you have a great, and this is honestly a great segue, I guess, but um, you have a note in here about a holiness movement is coming forth. So I'm really, really uh, interested to hear about this.
2: Yes. I'm so excited to share. I've been talking a ton about it. Um, It was the fall of 2021 Mm -hmm. and the Lord began to speak to me about holiness. And you know how, when God speaks to you and he just, it's like, he's blaring in your ear. It's like, there's a megaphone. He just keeps Mm -hmm. giving you the same message over Mm -hmm. and over and over again till Mm -hmm. you're, you're like, okay, yes, God. I hear you. What do you what do you want me to do with this though? Yeah. So I remember the day finally, I was like, okay, yes, I hear you saying holiness. You mean like do good. You mean like do good things, be good. And he's like, No, <laughs> no, that's that's not what I mean at all. And so it was like the beginning, like that day opened up the doors to this whole journey of mm. me studying holiness, me also catching, you know a ton of freedom in and of myself with Jesus of what holiness really is. And, and, and then in the journey, I've been discovering that, wow, I'm I'm not the only one because anytime I talk to people about holiness, they kind of do the same thing, like, you know, be good, do good, but it's not works at all. It's actually not about the exterior. It's not about what we do or don't do. It's, it's not performance, uh, you know, holiness, holiness, really holiness is a person, the spirit of holiness, the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And I don't believe we can operate and walk out our holiness without the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Amen. You know, in mm-hmm. in short, um, yes, holiness is living a life set apart. You know, that's like the Hebraic kind of foundational uh, definition of holiness is living a life set apart unto the Lord, consecrated. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but here's the biggest part is that yes there's this Old Testament idea and uh, version I will say of holiness we see in Leviticus the priests the priest had to come one a year to, once a year only got to come once a year uh, into the presence of God uh, to to claim freedom basically for the the nation of Israel and all of their sins. Today, we know that we don't have to do that. We can come face to face with God at any moment and get in his presence at any moment. We have access. The veil's been torn by the blood of Jesus. And then not even just that. Additionally, we see in John 14 through 17, which is probably where I've been camped out uh, maybe the most since he's been speaking to me about holiness, is the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the advocate, the helper. And I love how in some of the versions, Jesus says, I'm, I'm I'm bringing another advocate. In fact, I think it's in the passion says another savior, like mm. I'm leaving, but you're not going to be alone because another savior is coming. Mm. And so often, I mean, we, we all know this in the church and in, in the church at large, the Holy Spirit is kind of like kept in this box.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: (laughs) but he's he's a person, the Holy Spirit's a person. And then we have all these expectations. We're trying to do holiness without the Holy Spirit, and it doesn't work. It's impossible. And so Mm. um, living out a life of holiness is really about a life in oneness with the Holy Spirit. And we see this, we see this in John chapter 17, Uh, Jesus is leaving and he's praying to the father for his disciples. And he says, father, make them one uh, with you as I am one with you. And so Mm -hmm. we see this oneness, not just vertically, but also horizontally, (laughs) which is a whole nother huge you know, topic of, of what does that even look like? Again, if we're going to live in oneness with the body, with one another, we have to have the Holy spirit. We have to have the glory, the glory Mm -hmm. of God so that we don't see each other in the natural. We actually see each other through the eyes of the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. We don't see all those things that the world has said or puts, puts on one another. Um, So, the yeah, then he began to talk to me about a holiness movement coming. I was like, wow, a holiness movement. To be honest, I think this word is bigger than I fully understand. I think this word is going to play out over the years to come. I think it's a big word. I think it's beginning now, but I think we're going to see it unfold in the seasons and years coming.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not just like a...
0: Uh,
1: is that more to say that like, as long as we ride this wave, if I can, we can use mm-hmm. that term that with this wave of holiness of, of, okay, well, here it comes, you know, it's, it's knowing that there's an expectation of if I ride this wave, it's going to get me to the beach. It's going to get me to the mm-hmm. coastline rather than like, it's not an instantaneous, like, okay, now you're now, now you're done with it. Like, is it, is it more to like, have grace upon ourselves, but the the important thing is forward movement, forward motion. Like, I want to hear a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, that's so good. Because I think it does come with, you know, ongoing relationship with God. Mm -hmm. We we do that by abiding in him and him Mm -hmm. abiding in us and continuing to surrender. So I spoke on this um, actually in January to my church. Um, it was actually a word on the year of the minister. Okay. I felt like the Lord said 2023 was the year of the minister. And one of the things I kept hearing the Lord speak to me about was surrender, you know, also like totally a year of surrender. But we think a lot of us in the church, we surrender one time to God. We give our lives to Jesus and we're good,
1: Mm. but
2: actually Actually we're
1: contraire. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Surrender our lives daily, multiple times, ongoing surrender, dying to ourselves. Oh
1: my goodness, yes.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. And
2: um it's it's not a one-time thing. It's not a two times thing. You can't even put a number on it. I mean, look at the life of Jesus.
1: Yeah, it's just moment by moment. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so um I think that is part of holiness. Living a life of surrender in Him, continuing to go back to Him, Um, you know. And there, there's, there's so many idols that need to be torn down in in the church. You know, I think the holiness movement is coming to cleanse the church, it, and it starts with the the top. It starts with leaders. Yeah, oh, uh, absolutely. Pu- you know, purifying the bride. There's there so many contradictions and compromises, and Things that you know, just I think when I think of some things, they just make make my stomach sick. Mm. Um, So I think I'm trying to think what what your question was. I think it is about stewarding. You know, yeah. Uh, When when the wave comes, you know, we we saw Asbury could be an example of a wave, the wave of revival, the outpouring. Mm -hmm. The you know, there at at Asbury, um, which I'm not there and I didn't go, but there's there's a wave there and we see an overflow. We see it splashing on other locations Absolutely. throughout the nation.
1: Oh, for sure.
2: Right. Yeah. And um, so we steward it. We and and that's the biggest thing is like we have to steward it and and raise up disciples. Uh, there's also been such a lack of discipleship and mm-hmm. and in our home the most, in our home the most.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And and I think too, on on the topic of of um whatever i always look at it like this in terms of the process of sanctification which is a process yeah you know because there have been things that i was like totally thought were okay and at the time they were like whatever it was something that i was interested in or whatever um and and at the time i was like okay yeah that's that's cool and i would like pray and ask god i'm like and he was more focused on something else and something it's interesting Cause then a year would go by and that thing was dealt with. And all of a sudden he's like, okay, now let's address this other thing. And I'm like, suddenly I'm like not okay with watching this thing or suddenly yeah. I'm okay with not talking like this or, um, you know, this yes. even, and it's interesting because sometimes there's like layers, there's things stacked up where you can see something, right. If you're looking at a stack of things, you you can see the things in there, but there are other things on top that need to be removed before you can access those things. And God can deal with those things. And so I found that I'm like, whatever, whatever the next step is like, rather than like letting anxiety creep in and be like, you know, um, sometimes God will be like, all right, this, 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 this out, you know? And, and, but then other times he's like this one thing, I want to focus on this one thing, this attitude you have towards this specific thing. And then he can address those other things, but this needs to be addressed with first. And so having patience and grace with ourselves, because God has patience and grace for us. He's more committed to the process than we are. A lot of times I want to just rip the bandaid off, everything off. And sometimes he has me slow down and he's like, all right, hey man, like, let's just chill.
2: So good. Let's focus
1: on this one thing. Yeah, so good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um funny that you say that I had this moment uh where I was just getting I was getting so frustrated I couldn't figure out what it was that I was hitting up against. I just felt like this separation. And I I you know I'm like, what is this? Why am I so frustrated? Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, trying to do all the things. <laughs> yeah. Did the repentance, took the communion, read my Bible, all the things. And the mm-hmm. Lord was like, finally, He just spoke so clearly. Clearly to me, cut me, cut just right through all the stuff in my head and said, "I'm not a system." Hmm. I was like, "You're right, you're not a system," and I'm trying to (laughs) access you and connect with you right now as if you were a system or a machine. Like, oh Lord, I I feel I feel bad, I feel, you know. But he's just like standing there like a father with his arms wide open, like here I am. I'm right here. I'm not a system. And I haven't disconnected from you. I'm right here. It's just my perception. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I too, in just the last couple of years have been digging deeper, dissecting different things in the, in the word, you know, what does this actually mean? Why do we do this in the church? Or why do we say this? Or this is actually off. This is wrong. Uh, my husband and I went to the Bay Area in January with some of our friends were down there leading. I don't know if you are aware, Momentum. Um, it no. was huge. Okay. Huge gathering. Oh my goodness. It was amazing. Uh, my friend is, uh, Krista Smith and her husband Sean Smith, they are powerful prophetic voices. They travel all over the globe, actually. They live in the Bay. And so she really felt like the Lord told her to gather the prophets and uh, contend for a move of God, basically. Mm. Like, it's time. Let's go. And yeah. so, um, we went down there I, I took some ladies with us and man it was so good in fact my husband is not the same <laughs> he could not stop crying and he's not a man that cries and um so here we are again back to kind of where we had started to talk about fruit i mean these are things that i have been praying for yeah. since
0: 2009
2: Come on. and um there are so many times where i could have given up i could have left i could have said god i'm done in fact the lord was like no you're not actually
1: mm. <laughs> Wow! So
2: being submission to the Lord is huge as well. Um, I I couldn't leave even if I wanted to.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
2: So back to momentum. We we all got rocked. It was so incredible. Um, but as we are on our way home, my husband and I are talking about all these things and just having a great time. And it was almost like we were taking off things that had been put on us over the years. And we even were talking about this scripture, um, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. And how often we've heard that at the tithing intro when someone's going to take an offering and it's not, it's actually misused because it's not about all these things. It's not about material things. It's not about worldly things. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Righteousness, peace, justice, Mm -hmm. mercy, (laughs) you know. Yeah. his love his agape love
1: yeah
2: oh so again i feel like this all ties in with what he's doing the cleansing the holiness the the purifying his bride yeah um you know where we've also had i thought of this the one of the last things you said was almost like a greasy grace in the evangelical churches at wide and um and even pentecostal maybe where we can have kind of a greasy grace, you know, like, well, that's okay. It's not that big of a deal, but if God actually keeps, (laughs) if God actually keeps bringing it back to you, it's probably important. And and most importantly for us, right?
1: Yes. Yep. And also really quick, there's also a tendency to go, well, so it's so-and-so does it, so-and-so does this and so I should be able to do it. Or right. That is irrelevant. Like yeah. it, is the Holy Spirit convicting your heart? Is he putting something on you that needs to go? And it's sometimes for me, it's not even been yeah. a bye-bye. It's been a Hey, you've been too dependent on this thing. We're going to go time out. You know, yes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> time out, Jeff. Yeah. You know? And um,
0: help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Like, yeah. I mean,
1: honestly, just full transparency. Uh, for me, it was just like I realized how often I would just pick up my phone mm-hmm. when I was like passing time. And, and so my wife and I were like, all right, hard, fast, not doing it. And it is, I realized like there've been times where I'm like, I'll just grab my phone. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? No, you know, like, and so realizing even there, like God's been taking us through this process of doing that as well, which actually forced me to then engage more with him when he's actually like trying to, when I've got free time, he's like, all right, let's, let's, let's meet, let's, let's, let's converse, you know? but I realized how often I would go phone past time, past the time, you know what I mean? So
2: yeah, it becomes a habit. Uh, So funny that literally just happened to me within like the last couple of weeks. Uh I grabbed my phone and the Lord begins to talk to me and he's like, nothing between us. And I was like, ooh, you're putting your finger, you're putting your finger on my phone right now because it is, it's such a quick like go-to. I was
1: grabbing the phone to put it over here, God.
2: (laughs) And we're crying out for intimacy. We yeah. want the oneness. We want him. Uh-huh. We want his spirit. We want him to move. But yet we're like this.
1: Yeah. Well, I call them spiritual blockers, too. And it can be a multitude of things. You know, it's like, what are those things that we've put as barricades between us and God's presence where sometimes we might even go, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. I don't feel you like I did. And then we're like, do, yeah. do, 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 do. And I'm not condemning anybody because, hello, there's a reason why I'm on a fast right <laughs> now. You know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yes, I love that you mentioned fast. Um, so huge. I think, honestly, for me, which totally goes with holiness, I've had probably my most personal breakthroughs during fasts, during personal fasting mm-hmm. and prayer times where the Lord has said, I I want you to come into a fast. And um, I've had times, I'll say this too, where I've gone into fast, where it's been really, really hard. And I I realized maybe that was more of me kind of forcing myself and fast, or I heard someone else say they were fasting. So I thought I needed to fast (laughs) and it wasn't actually his leading, but 90% of the time when he leads me into a fast, I'm not going to say it's easy, but there is a grace versus then when I decided to fast because my friend was fasting. Yeah,
1: I can agree. I can definitely agree with that. Absolutely. You know, and this kind of like segues into the, one of your other points about making room for him is just creating a space where we can make mm-hmm. room for him. Right. And, and not yes. it's, it's, it's doing away with those agendas. And we've heard a lot of people talk about that. I would say 2020 is when a lot of people really started to go, Hey, maybe we should, yeah. uh, maybe we should uh, change some of our ways. You know? Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, in fact, it it kind of grieved my heart. And, and, and during the time of, I don't know, maybe within the last 12-ish months or so, you know, after 2020, uh, you, you saw this great window open of opportunity for mm-hmm. God to move. Um, but I don't know about you, but I also sense such a desire for people to just get back to normal.
1: Oh, absolutely. Especially here in, you know, I can't, we can't speak for everywhere else, but I have noticed that in Oregon for sure.
2: Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah. for sure. And so my prayer was God, don't let us get back to normal. I really do want you to be the new normal. And Mm -hmm. if, you know, don't, don't bring us back to normal. I I need to see, I want you to move God until, you know, before this whole normal Mm -hmm. thing comes back um so yes there is such a such a woo right now i think to make room i'm hearing that it's so funny um just a couple days ago i woke up with the song by kim walker make room okay and it was just kind of blaring in my ear and i texted it to a few of my my ladies i have a text group actually it's the group that we went down to momentum
0: oh awesome uh, and-
2: in January. So there's another example of making room. We didn't know what it was look like, but we're like, we're going, we all have children, every single mm-hmm. one of us. So it was a big kind of undertaking to get there, but you know what? We have all seen fruit and we've been stewarding revival since that gathering in our homes, mm-hmm. our, our workplaces, our children, our spouse, like massive, massive um, movement, massive wow. growth, massive fruit. That's what I'm trying to say fruit.
1: Yeah.
2: So, um, A couple days ago, back to the song Make Room, I woke up with that, sent it to the group. And then I kid you not, like 15 or 20 minutes later, another group message that I am in of ladies uh, the leader texts me, the actual pastor, because I'm going on this retreat to speak to her. And she goes, I want you guys to remember, or I want you to pull up this song and memorize it. Guess what song it was?
1: Make room. <laughs> Make room. <Yeah. laughs>
2: like 15 minutes later, I was like, oh my goodness, you're so speaking. So wow. um, it is about making room. And yes, it is also about, you know, our daily our daily times, you know, whether that's getting up early in the morning, which seems to always work a little bit better, or we just don't get to it. Um, Or on also, or I should say, and also, for us, we have just been opening up our doors, like we've had more gatherings in our home, um, with our teen youth group, we had a worship night one night, and holy cow, God moved upon the teens in a big Mm, way. Huge, weeping, Um, it was so powerful so much so that, and let me just say this. Yeah. God is so on the Z's it's, Mm -hmm. it's so significant. It's almost like every time I've gone to even pray for them, he's already there, like in fire, like they're already hot. (laughs) Wow, It's absolutely amazing. So at the gathering, um, this was so cool again, here's the fruit and here is where The reformation comes, I believe, out of the revival. Here's the example. About four of these teens, one of them was my daughter. Um, they're so moved by God. We're praying. Um, one of them gets a vision for their friend who they believe might be contemplating suicide.
0: Hmm. And
2: so they're like, Mom, when we're all, you know, when we're all done, can we go? I want to go to so-and-so's house. I believe, da-da-da-da-da. And I saw this vision. I want to, we want to pray for her. And so I was like, Yeah, absolutely. So sure enough of them when we were all done go to their friend's house yes she yes it was true she was and she hadn't told anybody i think except her boyfriend and so again like we made out of our yes and then a couple other of my good friends that came and led worship god moved he's he's just looking for people to say yes make space you know kind of get out of the way and, and let him move and so, wow. um, you know, and we also started up some, some other worship nights in, in our church building found a, a time that worked. Uh, it's not even really a common time. It's not a Friday night. It's not a Saturday night, It's actually a Monday night and tons of people have come. We didn't even the first time advertise it on social media. And I think we had 40 ish people, um, just by word of mouth and people are hungry. People mm. are so hungry.
1: Absolutely. Well, and something you said of a, a while ago in the, this, this episode um, you were talking about you and your husband and you were saying how you guys are kind of Pentecostal, but like, you don't really like, it's not claim not, it. Yeah. Well, this is the thing though, is, <laughs> is cause I would say the same thing about Lauren and myself. Like I was, I, I was raised Lutheran and then I went to non-denominational Christian and then I was like at Calvary chapel and then I went into YWAM and it was so, it was like a melting pot of so many different denominations. Wow. The 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 common denominator, though, especially when I was in YWAM, was God's presence, in His Spirit moving, and and Mm. because I, you know, like we were we were in like prayer sessions, and all of a sudden people are like getting slain in the Spirit, and I'm like, dude, God, you know how I feel about this, (laughs) (laughs) and and I said, but I want what you want. That's what I want. So if this is the way that you want to encounter me. That's what I want because I want, rather than going, God, you don't move like that. You know, getting my mind out of the equation and allowing God to move and providing a platform. And so, I mean, now my wife and I are, you know, we both work for the Elijah list and, you know, we've had some wild encounters and things like that. The, the, the thing that I always say though, about where God is taking the body of Christ is forget about denominations. Like that's whatever What what we need is God's power, because I've personally witnessed so many of my wives and my friends who who shared in the same experiences that solidified stuff for us where we're like, whoa, that was like a memorial stone moment of God moving. Um, But sometimes you go back to your home church or whatever, you leave the mission Mm -hmm. field, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and, you know, your church doesn't operate in those ways or they start making you question uh, did that really happen or was that biblical or was that whatever um, yeah. and and the 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 problem is that we've seen a lot of our friends not having the power of God demonstrated for them um, and I can't even go go back to when I was a youth leader and a lot of those kids a lot of them are are atheists now mm. or are wow. you know uh, in, in in hardcore sin and and it's, it's because we didn't have the, 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 pre, the power of God yeah. operating. And that's the important thing. So regardless yeah. of whatever you call yourself, the power of God needs to be evident in our lives. It needs to, we need to be operating in that because yeah. Jesus said we would,
2: yes. like that's been, you know what
1: I'm saying? So, yes, yeah.
2: absolutely. I love that. That's so yeah. good. I honestly feel like that is also part of the holiness movement. I think there's yeah. two folds of this word. Okay. I think there is the ongoing you know, walking out and stewarding holiness because holiness lives inside of us. Mm -hmm. And so we've been made holy by the blood, by the truth. He has made us holy. Um, And we walk in holiness with the power of the Holy Spirit. But I think the other side of it is kind of like what you said. I believe there's there's this holiness movement coming over the church, all denominations. Mm -hmm. It's not just one denomination. Yeah. And so, and... I think of John 17, it's the Holy spirit. That's going to bring us into that oneness and into that place of wholeness. And, um, we can't be one with, we can't be one without the Holy spirit. That's
1: right. That's right. Well, let's talk about, um, specifically, sorry, I got off my tab here. There's a point I wanted to hit of revival to reformation, because revival is great um and i've heard a lot of people from the jesus movement that are now generals which is awesome um, yeah. but who were like hey guys we we did the whole revival thing but we didn't we didn't uh we didn't foster we didn't we didn't yeah. then take it beyond that because they were like oh well jesus is coming back we don't need to do anything you know and and so now there's a lot of talk about that and i'm very much in the vein of like hey i want to hear The do's and don'ts from that, from those generals, you know, here's our marching orders. Don't do that. You know, it's exciting, but, but you got to make sure that you take it and then you do something with it. So this is a great, great topic.
2: Yeah. So true. That as well has been on my heart. I went to um, a couple of weeks ago or so I went to a Pacific Northwest pastors and leaders gathering uh, Mm -hmm. by her voice ministry, Jen Donnelly up in uh, Portland area. Okay. And that exact same thing that you said was pretty much said there that she said, and I can't remember his name, he's a general in the faith, uh, lived through the the Jesus people movement, uh, such a father. She was saying that he said, same as what you just said, that during the Jesus people movement, there wasn't any reformation because Mm. of the poor theology. It was literally being said that Jesus is coming any moment. He's he's like coming tomorrow. And so we don't really need to reform our, you know, the schools are going to hell in a handbasket and Jesus is coming to get us. And it doesn't really matter. And yeah. I thought, Oh my goodness. And the whole way up to this, uh, gathering, I keep, I'm just hearing the Lord speak about revival to reformation, revival to reformation, like revivals for reformation. And so I get all this confirmation and, um, we, yeah, we, we have to, we have to reform society. I mean, look at our society. Yeah. Um, but I, I also feel like, I think one of the uh, most impactful ways that God wants to move in as, and reform or mountains would be the family mountain yeah. because everything, oh, you know, everything comes from the family.
1: Well so, Harmony's really big on that too. And I know you guys yes, are, uh, you guys yeah.
0: are tight. Yeah.
2: We, yes, yeah. <laughs> we share. And this is the part where we totally share. I mean, she is such an amazing teacher and that's not my gift as much, but we so share hearts for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there is a mountain that needs to be reformed more than anything, it's the family mountain.
1: Yeah, come on.
2: Which, you know, I always see it kind of tied in with the church because God is family. So it's almost kind of hard to separate the two. I mean, in the seven mountains of society, yes, the church is seen separately because it is an actual institution, so to speak. I mean, yes, we are the church, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yes, they, they equally need reformation. And I believe massive reformation is coming to the church, but I think it's going to be more about the family, primarily the family and first and foremost, um, the family.
1: I think you're right. Because if you look at like how even Gen Z is, and even, um, Gen Alpha, how they're getting really, um, attacked hardcore right now. You know, you go, okay, well, we need to re- we need to reform um, arts and entertainment. Absolutely. We need to re- ref- uh, reform media. Absolutely. We need to reform yeah. academia. Absolutely. Yeah. All those things. Absolutely. But it starts in the home because you have all yeah. these people that have a misplaced responsibility where they're like, it is my job to raise up young people. And I'm like, not above the parents. Yes. So there's a lot of a breaching of jurisdiction <clears throat> right now. Um, and I'm not even a parent yet, but I can see it. You know, my wife and yes. I love kids, you know, we can see this where it's like, it does need to start in the homes. It does need to start in family, um, yeah. because that's going to actually then, because then you create a united front amongst your whole family, your kids, yeah. your spouse, you become this bulwark against the plans of the enemy in all these different mountains. And then you can move into those mountains. Right. Yes. But it is. Yeah. So I 100% agree.
2: I agree, too. And I think what I was trying to say is, I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to put one above the other or or put any above I, what I'm trying to say. It's hard to put any of those other mountains above the family because everything mm-hmm. flows out of the family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if the family is saved, all those other mountains are going to be saved. If, if we win the family, we win the nation, really. Mm-hmm. And the family is so broken, so broken. Yeah. Um, and so. You know, we we're going so many of us. Let me break this down to kind of a practical way. There's a ton of us that are going to gatherings right now to catch revival and to bring it back, or maybe we're hosting revival, or we're we're just getting so excited about you know what God is doing naturally. But we've got to bring if we're going out, we've got to bring it back into our homes. And first and for- foremost, get that strategy right there. So bring good. it to our you know bring it to our kids, mm-hmm. um, especially if you have kids in the public school system i mean here in the west coast it's uh, not it's uh, it's heart it's, grieving
1: yeah it's pretty oh pretty my goodness. Bad. it's bad <laughs> i mean we've got
2: we've got tampons in the boys bathrooms yeah i mean just to say one small thing
1: <laughs> and just not to mention some of just the gnarly books in yeah. elementary school libraries like yes when I was that age, I just wanted to like be a kid and focus yeah. on, I don't know, like my friends and I were talking about Star Wars and stuff. I was you know going to say Star
2: like, Wars. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, so yeah. it's just like, yeah. you know, and it's just like uh, playing Jurassic Park on the, the playground, not not like let's talk about really inappropriate stuff that's not yes. appropriate for kids. But again, that's what I'm talking about, about there is a misplaced sense of 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 uh responsibility that people think they have, that Mm -hmm. they think it, they think it uh, trumps whatever jurisdiction their, their parents have over these kids Um, where they're like, no, I, it's my job to teach you stuff. I'm like, pretty sure it's your job to teach people math. And how to read, not <laughs> not having like coming out parties to your elementary schools. And that's happening a lot here in the Pacific Northwest.
2: Yes, it is. Yeah. Lots of overbreaching, things that yeah. should never be spoken in uh a school, especially without permission, you know. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: so I mean, we have to reform and we have to, as parents, parents, we have to know what's going on. We have to be engaged, we have to be uh over overindulgent almost in the coming to the schools, what's going on, asking questions, what's being taught, all of the things, especially if, if obviously in in public school systems. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think of I think of John the Baptist and I think of Paul and I think of I mean, we're, we're all called to reform uh, spheres of society. God has put that inside of us. so the the revival isn't for us just to isn't just for us. It's not just for us to have a fun holy Ghost party. You know, It's mm-hmm. actually to reform a broken society and a broken family primarily,
1: yeah, yeah. and and I think that's the important thing is taking. These great encounters, and it's in asking God, okay, what next? Rather than just like, yay, okay, we just hang yes. out in the, the pool of the Holy Spirit, which is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. But then going, <laughs> yeah. okay, how do we then take this and carry it? Because obviously, God is, I mean, really, our society is primed for a move of God because, you know, I talk about this a lot on the show about how we've got people who are having spiritual encounters they're not good ones you know because we're seeing a, a an increase in new age increase in in occult stuff and um and obviously like there is a the veil between this 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 realm and the spirit realm are getting thinner right yeah but that's also on the side of darkness as well so yeah uh, but people are responsive to it and they do want the real jesus and they do yeah. want that real those real yeah. encounters and And so we're, we're really much like what happened in the Jesus movement where people are picking psychedelics. And I've had people on the show that were ex-druggies who, who experimented with psychedelics and they talk about how it gives you access to the spirit realm through different means. Um, It's not good, but you know, it's kind of illegal access to the spirit realm. Um, And so people are having spiritual encounters, you know, they absolutely are. But so I look at this as a great opportunity for us to go like, guys, like it's a powder keg, like society is like a powder keg for God to release mm. his, just to ignite. Yes. Um, Infiltrators. So, yeah.
2: Build up with the Holy ghost mm-hmm. ready reformers, Daniels, David's Esther's. Like we have to, I, I think I see the generation that hangs in the balance, you know, Gen Z hangs in the balance. And I love that you mes- mentioned uh, the Jesus people movement because nobody wants religion right now we want the holy spirit and the z's they want they want jesus they authenticity
1: authenticity, Uh the real
2: jesus they want to feel him they want to touch him how do i hear him how do i connect with him they don't want this big distant this distant god or religion that they can't touch Mm -hmm. taste smell and feel um and that's also why i absolutely love the prophetic ministry which i think is um Another great piece, I think, to the the holiness movement and the reformation that is going to come to the church. We have to, uh, I don't know how you want to say it, kind of like (laughs) resurrect and bring in the prophets, the evangelists and the apostles. Oh, absolutely. We can't yeah. reform, like, we can't be all that we're called to be as a church without apostles, prophets, yeah, and evangelists. We
1: need the fivefold ministry. Yeah. We need
2: the fivefold ministry. And yeah. we can't, uh, yeah, we just can't do all that we're called to be and release the fullness. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Release the fullness of Jesus and the fullness of the gospel, mm-hmm. which is preaching, healing, deliverance, uh, raising of the dead. I mean, deliverance is another thing that it's like, why don't we see this in the church? It's actually a part of the gospel of Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. It's what he walked in. And so, I mean, there's such a hunger for the real Jesus. They don't want religion. And and there's some things that really do have to be reformed. And I I think that's what we're honestly coming into. Um, I don't know if you have you heard that there's a word by Emma Stark about I don't want to get too into it, but it's come into my mind as I'm sharing. She Mm -hmm. spoke a word about a year ago, the beginning of 2022, about the church split. She actually said it's the year of the church split.
1: Interesting. I, you know, that actually does kind of ring a bell.
0: It's a
2: powerful word. I um, take it out again. Yeah, I recently re-listened to it. In fact, and was like, wow, this is incredible. Mm. Um, It really just talks about how I will say it is the people that are running after Jesus, like the Jesus people movement, that just yeah. want the Jesus. They want the Jesus. They know they can taste and, and smell and hear and feel <laughs> and the power of the Holy Spirit and what scripture really says that, uh, you know, not this boxed in religion, mm-hmm. that the limitless Jesus that sets us free, that I can uh, have a personal relationship with and meet with every day. And I don't have to actually go to the four walls to meet.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. So it's
2: that, and then it's the the church. I think religion. There's going to be like there's going to be this separation.
1: Yeah. Well, Jesse Green. I don't know if you know her. We have her on the show yes. quite often. She had a in 2020. She got a seven waves. Uh, I think it was a dream, but it was this really profound dream. So it's it's actually like a prophetic word. And and she said, I saw these waves hit come from the west coast actually, and it was. The first one was the separation of the wheat and the tares. And she said there was like a a certain timeline for each one, but each one is going to continue as the next wave starts. And so it was really cool because I think we're on wave three now, Hmm. uh, but the other ones are still active. But the wheat and the tares, she said, started in 2020. And that really was what we're talking about, of this separation of really, and even I guess going along with Emma Stark's word of of there are... Those that are honestly, it's a separation between religion, people doing the more like religious aspect of, of Christianity. And then yes. those who are genuine lovers of Jesus, following yeah. Jesus and being, having the courage to let go of our programs, having the courage to let yeah. go. Anyways, you get it. And then the yeah. next one was the, ri- the, the rise of the Esters and Deborahs, but it was mm-hmm. specifically in, re- in regards to Roe v. Wade. So she gave this word in 2020 and she said, um, so it it was really significant when Roe v. Wade got overturned uh, because this was like, for me, I was like, all right, I'm listening You know, to her (laughs) seven ways prophecy. And so right now it's, um, I think we're on like a prophetic, I don't know, I don't have to look up, but it's like prophetic showdown or something, but there's more Mm. to it. But um, she has a great book called Saturate that goes Mm -hmm. in in detail on those things. But um, yeah. So all that to say that this is a, this is a process that we really started seeing happen in 2020 of the wheat and the tares, the people who are really like, man, we gotta like, we really got to get serious with the Lord and and just allow him to fully just infiltrate every aspect of our lives versus just going, okay, God, you have 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there. And if we're feeling a little extra, we'll give you extra five minutes at the end, you know? So, it's
2: it's so true. It's yeah. so true. Just let him come in and invade every part of us. Um and, and let it let him light really light us on fire, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And come into those those places in our mind where we maybe have even um, adopted some false belief systems, especially if we're called to reform society, we are going to be mocked. We're going to be ridiculed. We're going to be rejected. Mm-hmm. And so we really have to know who we are and whose we are. And what you know, what what does he say? And who am I going to please? Am I going to please the father or am I going to go? Am I going to please the man men? And, uh, maybe even religious leaders that are, maybe have said, you can't do that, but maybe God is saying, i am actually calling you out to go do this.
1: Yeah. Well, and <laughs> l- make a no mistake, like Re- reformation starts in here, not to sound too cliche, but like a verse that I always go back to. And I quote it ad nauseum on the, uh, on the show is it's from, uh, Psalm 139 is search me. Got to know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of ever- everlasting. So to me, it's, it's, I'm always turning the mirror on myself.
0: Yeah. Um, and so it can good. be
1: ugly sometimes. It's yes. so uncomfortable. Like, yep. but our heart's desire is to be conformed to his image. We're supposed to be conformed to his image. Exactly. And so, um,
0: Yes, realizing
1: that any any lack I'm feeling, it's found at the it's found at the foot of the cross. It's not yes. found by going. Okay, well, I need to read this book, or I need to do that. Yes. And I'm not condemning reading books, absolutely. But ultimately, the only book that that matters is this, right? Amen. You know, yep. the Bible. For those who are like, what book is that, Jeff? <laughs> uh,
2: not Wait, the book of uh, Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, um, yeah. So I just think that that's it, it's really important to like. It starts with us not going okay society you need to bend to these standards yeah. that starts with us and if we have enough mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. who are all uh, of that mind of mm-hmm. uh, it starts with us mm-hmm. in the body of christ then god can be like okay now yep. watch yep. you know and it just goes from thing to thing to thing to thing So in and making him our goal, making him the goal. Jesus is the goal. You know, it's not okay, reform society. Yes. How do we get there? The cross. Like that's Mm -hmm. how we get there. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's nothing we can do in and of ourselves. It's it's him, especially because um he's calling us to big things. Most of us have these huge dreams inside of us. Some of us maybe that we've never even shared or communicated. Yeah. They're bigger than us. We can't scary. do it. They're scary. <laughs> we can't scary. Do, Yeah, we can't do it without him. Yeah. But um what is it say in Daniel? Those who know their God will do mighty exploits. And so um I think more than ever it's the season of stepping out. Stepping out and and, and Putting ourselves out there and doing the the crazy thing that God is asking us to do.
1: Mm. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, I would love for you to pray for people. We talked about a lot of great stuff. Uh, we'll have you back because I'm just like, oh, you I thanks. could talk for you and I could talk for hours.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you. This
1: is great. Um, and uh, yeah, but I would love for you to just pray for people as you feel led, and just we'll okay. close this thing out.
2: Okay. So, Lord, I thank you for this time, God. Mm-hmm. Um, I thank you that you've been speaking to people uh, throughout this whole recording, God. And I specifically want to pray for women right now, especially married women uh, with husbands, uh, that there's an unequally yoked marriage there. Mm-hmm. And it's been long. It's been a, a, a tiring journey. And I just want to pray over you for a restart, a restart in your mind, a restart in your heart, just like a almost a refreshing right now of the Holy Spirit, that he would come over you, come upon you, and sort of revive and recharge you, speak life and truth to you. In fact, I believe some of you, he wants to remind you of the things that he has promised to you and for you and also for the marriage. There's things that he has spoken to you about uh, the two of you that you're things you're supposed to do together, reasons why he's placed you together, and just those mm-hmm. promises. And I just breathe life over them right now. Peace and power and truth, truth, truth. In fact, I, I even um, see like uh, false beliefs and lies, com- lies coming off of you right now, where the mm-hmm. enemy has tried to come in and speak lies that it's not going to work, that things aren't going to change, and they're all lies. And so I just declare truth over your marriage, that there is hope, hope in Jesus, that he is uh, the mighty redeemer. He is restorer. He can restore all things, no matter what it looks like, no matter how broken it is or what it is you're facing. It is not too big for him and it's not too broken for him. Mm. And so, Lord, I thank you right now for hope that is coming over marriages. Hope is rising. And um, single mamas, those who feel you just feel so alone right now and um, you're carrying a dream. In fact, I think when I shared about the big dream, you may have even heard about that, may have felt like, oh, that's for me. I, I have a dream, but I'm not sure, it, you know, if how it's going to even work its way out. And I, I want to pray over you that you would be surrounded by godly women, not just the angelic, the angelic, I pray the angelic would surround you, but I also pray that godly uh, sisters that you can trust and lean on the ones that have, are gone farther than you are a little bit ahead of you um, with Jesus that will come around, around you and walk with you in the journey and help strengthen you as you mother, uh, as a single mom. In fact, I also want to tell you, you're not a single mom. Mm. Jesus is with you <laughs> and he is your husband and he is yeah. your maker and He is your redeemer. And you are not alone. Oh, woman of God. I speak strength to you and power and the truth of heaven over you, that you are treasured, that you are doing a good job, that you are seen. God is a, a God who sees you. He is our Roy and you are seen even in all the hurting Uh, the the lonely times, the seasons of hardships. And I prophesy over you that your light has already dawned. Your light is here. He is your light and he's coming over you right now in Jesus name. And I declare a new season over you full of life, full of hope and light and community. I, I call for a community to be sent to you and uh, that you would also be drawn to you. Some of you maybe even are seeing a community, a group, uh, a church or whoever it is. I believe that the Lord is going to give you and highlight to you right now uh, in Jesus name. Mm. And then I believe that there's going to be people I even prophesy right now that you're going to get a text today. You're going to get a call today. Someone's going to reach out to you and say, how are you doing And um, it's going to be a sign from God that says, hey, I told you, I'm here with you. I love you. I'm real. I'm for you. I chose you. And I'm never going to leave you because he is pursuing you. And he never stops pursuing us. He loves you. Yes. So Lord, I just thank you for this time. And I say uh, yes to the holiness movement. We say yes as a company of believers uh, to make room. We make room for you, God. We make room for you, Lord. Maybe like we've never made room for you. Some of you I even see in the natural uh, making room, making space in your home, making space in your room, in your car, cleaning things out. And how many of you know that the the natural always uh, matches the spiritual? And so Lord, may that come forth, not also, not just in the natural, but also in the spiritual, as we do the natural, may the spiritual just uh, come alive even more so, and that you would just come into those places and spaces as we make room for you this year in Jesus name.
1: Yes. Yes. Amen.
2: Thank you so much. Audrey,
1: this was great. This was really, (laughs) really good. There's just, I, you know, there's just, there's more to talk about there's more to you know so um i'm looking forward to going on this journey with you um but how can people follow you uh you know you mentioned your podcasts you know all that good stuff plug plug whatever
2: okay uh honestly instagram is probably the best one audrey frable i think is official and then i'm also on facebook so either one um, I do have a YouTube page, but it's not really as active as these yeah. other ones. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, for more of my voice, the podcast is a good one to follow as well. So
1: awesome. Awesome. Thank you well, so
2: much. This was so absolutely. fun.
1: Absolutely, Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. So everybody have a blessed Friday. Yes. Go eat some corned beef or whatever. Yes. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I will not be. Um, <laughs> and we'll tune, tune in on Monday. We've got Krista Elisha back at 2 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern. who was right? Yeah, Yay, um, awesome. and, and then also elijahfire.com/slash donate is how you donate. That keeps it five days a week, keeps it free all that good stuff. And then we take a portion of every single donation and we funnel into our water well efforts, a new water well every three days, changing communities. Wow. And that's because of you guys' generosity. So God bless that's you guys. Awesome. And we will see you on Monday. two i five p.m. with Chris Elisha. Okay, bye.
0: Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening.